Welcome to another episode of Rank Up. My name is Michael Hodge, and today I'm going to walk you through an episode called The Abundance You've Always Dreamed Of. So this isn't just some esoteric, spiritual, manifestation, law of attraction style episode. Now, we are going to definitely get into some of those things which are incredibly important to making this happen. But it's very applicable to your life. Even if you're like, you know, I'm okay, I'm making a pretty good amount of money, etc. Um, but we want to have an abundant life, whether it be having an abundance of money and love and energy and and the things that we want to be able to do with our life as well. We don't want to ever feel like we lack and that we're, we have scarcity and that we're striving too hard. I know that that's part of the human condition and challenges we go through in our life, but we're attempting to rise above that with a higher level of conscious thinking and understanding in this episode. So we're going to talk about high understanding that you can that you can't try to get more abundance but you can embody it now this naturally invites it to happen into your life we're going to talk about trying to get more and create more abundance you know because i want to have more money i want to have more time i want a bigger house i want more stuff it's really a fool's errand it's like building a pyramid one stone at a time instead of just building a crane to build the pyramid for you And really, we're going to talk about what abundance actually looks like in your life. What does it mean if you actually do have abundance? And that's really about being a channel. And the opposite of abundance is lack and scarcity. So we're going to look at some behaviors that you need to stop. And we'll look at some behaviors to start doing that will allow you to step into a mindset of abundance now. I talk about abundance a lot, and you might have seen that I run something called the Abundance Projects which is where we donate a percentage of everything we earn with the Global Martial Arts University and myself personally to people and projects in need. And I kind of want to tell you my story and to why I even do that now and how I got to that point. Well, growing up, I definitely was raised with a mindset of lack and scarcity. Now, we were very blessed. I grew up in a middle-class home, but my mother especially is very cheap, and we were kind of ingrained with that in us. I mean... You know, I only had clothes that were hand-me-downs for my sisters and my brother. I mean, I literally was told to wear my sister's clothes to school and things like that. Which, again, there are kids that don't have clothes and don't have shoes and things. So I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you the situation anyway, which is still very relevant. Um, definitely just very cheap mindset overall. I mean, we wouldn't go out and eat unless we had a coupon to a specific restaurant. And, you know, we would go to a hotel and two of us would have to hide because we have two... We have, there were four kids. There were six of us. You're only supposed to have four in this bedroom or something, etc. Um, we went camping primarily for vacations, which was nice again. But a lot of things that we did, it, it always felt like there was never enough. It's like even I see it now with my mom, and it kind of frustrates me because she'll make um, a dessert or some food, and like she'll really ration everything out like oh here's your one little piece here's your one little piece here's you can never have more than that like this is all there is and you would have thought she grew up in the great depression or something it's really crazy because my grandmother who is 99 years old right now she actually did grow up in the depression and she's not like that at all um i don't know but it's interesting so i was definitely raised with that um, I was raised, you've got to, you know, I was independent. If you want to do something, you've got to make your own money. You've got to figure it all out on your own. And that's what I always did. And I found a way to take care of things. So like, yeah, I want to be able to buy my own stuff and be able to have my own life um, rather than, you know, depending on my parents. So that's, that definitely launched me into entrepreneurship. And 
it definitely did serve me in positive ways, but it actually ended up being a barrier that took a good while for me to cross. And I like to say that, you know, you don't want to step over dollars just to pick up pennies, which I know I was more like that in the past, you know, looking for cheaper ways to do things. How can I do this on my own? How can I get by without doing this? You know, let me hire a logo designer that's 15 bucks on Fiverr instead of, you know, really investing in a really, really great designer. Or let me see if I can just edit this video myself. I'll do that for a couple of years. Well, instead of actually hiring a professional that makes a super clean, high quality product that separates you and builds your brand way faster. There's so many different, you know, examples that can come up in not just your business, but also even your personal life. Like thinking you always have to do everything. You're so busy. You're running the business. You never have time to spend with your family because there's so much to do in the house. It's okay to hire someone to come and clean your house once a month. And that's something that I didn't realize or think that should or could happen until a couple of uh, years ago. I mean, growing up as a kid, we literally always cleaned the whole house ourselves. That was something we did every single Saturday. It was just an important aspect of us growing up. And we did a lot of work around the property. And that's good. But uh, we were basically taught that like you have to do everything on your own. Like It's not okay to hire someone out whenever you can do it. Um, and all of this really gets in the way of you expanding and entering a mindset of abundance. And then what happens is you become a channel for more good for other people. Like you create more opportunities, you create jobs. And when you do this, you literally expand everything for everyone else. You are the rising tide that brings everyone else up. All the other boats then come up right with you in that rising tide. So it's something that has taken me a while to get to. And if any of you are out there that are listening to this, have they you still kind of feel like you're in that place of no you know i need to be very very frugal i need to be very cautious um again i'm not asking you to make crazy you know inane decisions or something in your business or your life but uh, we're going to really dig into this today and i really know that by the end of this episode you're going to be able to have a shift that shift has to happen the change will be uncomfortable it will be going into the unknown it's going to feel unfamiliar. You're used to, you know, having this poor mindset, this lack mindset, this scarcity mindset, this making sure I have something for mine and my own. I keep this loaf of bread for just myself and my family. We're okay for another day. We need to shift that. The first realization is you can't get abundance. You can't go out and just create more abundance. You know, if I work harder, if I work more hours, if I'm ridiculously productive, if I do, I'll be able to achieve more, I'll be able to make more money, etc. I can sign up more students, do all this, do all this, do all this, right? And then what's going to happen is you have this little incremental growth. You'll have incremental success, but at the cost of working way more, being under more stress, more overwhelm, and also feeling like you're never actually really achieving that, that goal because it's an elusive goal you'll never get to. We need to realize that abundance is actually a mindset. It's actually a state of being. And, and what happens is if you have a mindset of abundance and you actually live your life as if you're already abundant, you know, the universe or life itself or however you want to phrase that can do nothing more than match your energy. I mean, if you, you're like, oh, I want more money, I want more money, I want to grow, I want to increase my income, blah, blah, blah. Yet you're holding on to what you do have, what little you have. You're not actually sharing it. You're not passing on 
and following the law of circulation. You're not actually allowing it to flow through. You know, currency comes from the same root as current and affluence and flow, and it's all related to circulation. If you're not doing that, you're pretty much telling the universe, like, up yours, don't send me any more stuff, don't send me any more energy and abundance and blessings and opportunities, I'm clearly not going to do anything with them, I'm just going to hoard them. They're all just for me. And all of this, it's not just about money. Money, it's just a symbol of wealth. Money right now, and the symbol itself, are dollars, or the number in our bank account, or gold in the past, it's been salt. With the Romans, we've seen chickens, we've seen beads, shells. These are all just symbols that have represented wealth. But wealth also means never feeling lack. Not having the fear that you'll run out, that if you give and give, you'll have less. Abundance is about having an abundance of time and energy and opportunities and love and even money as well. It's not just about money. You know, because you you can meet lots of people who are multimillionaires and billionaires that are not happy. So I mentioned that I started the Abundance Projects a couple of years ago. So initially, it was just this thing where, like, you know what? I want to be giving more. I know that what's missing in my life is what I'm not giving. So I'm going to be starting to give more money. And I have a feeling that if I do this over time, my abundance is going to grow because I'm literally helping more people. And that actually did happen. So it's really quite, quite amazing. And I went through a lot of moments and moments when I was like, yeah, we, we don't have that much money. Like we have all these bills due. We have very little in our bank account. Hey, send the hundred dollars to give directly. Hey, send the hundred dollars to St. Jude's. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. You do it in those moments where you really think that you're on your, your last rope there, your last thread. Yeah, it's incredible. That, that's what it takes. That's, you're not just doing it to get more, though. That's the wrong intention. It will not work, okay? But what I was missing, what I was missing was understanding that abundance is actually all about circulation. And I realized that giving is important. Making sure I'm creating things in the world that are actually helping people. That I'm donating more money. That I'm helping with the skill set that I have if someone needs it. You know, it's giving your time, your talents, and your treasure. But what I didn't realize is that it's also about receiving because, again, it's circulation. It has to come in and out. I wasn't very good at receiving. That sounds ridiculous. It's like, oh, you know, of course, receiving is the good part. It's when you go to Christmas, you get to open all these presents. You know, you get things. I had trouble with that. I mean, if someone would compliment me about anything at all, I'd probably brush it off like, oh, yeah, thanks. You know, no, no big deal at all. And whether I was receiving affection and love from people, I didn't just fully embrace it and enjoy it, I would say. I People that sincerely wanted to help, like wanted to expand the Global Martial Arts University with me, whether it be launching a new course or being a part of the team or just helping in some way, whether it be writing a blog post or mentoring beginning students, anything like this. I was thinking, no, you know, I need to do all of this. I know what's right. I need to take care of all of this. It all came from that original mindset of, me needing to be able to take care of myself and and not thinking that I can let other people in. But those are all forms of energy trying to come back to me, but I was blocking it again. I was actually blocking it coming back to me. And also, things come to you in the form of like opportunities or new people that you meet, and you discount them. This will happen where you'll be like, oh, you know, I just need to enroll more students or I need to make more money. My goal is to make $10,000 a month 
Next month, we've got to hit 9,000. The next month, 9,500. Next month, 10,000. And you're just so focused. I've got to hit this, this amount of sales calls, this amount of this, this amount of emails. And that's all you're working towards. And this email comes in that's about this person that randomly met you three years ago at a conference. They would love to invite you onto their podcast. They would love to write a book with you, but whatever. And it could be this opportunity that it flourishes. Instead of making 10000 a month, you're making 100000 a month a year from now. So like, there are things that come to you, and you want to be able to receive them as well is what I'm saying. right? Only an open hand can receive something, of course. So we're giving and we're also able to receive. So to really understand everything I've said to this point, I want you to visualize something. Visualize yourself as a creek. It's a small creek. There's water flowing through it right? The, the water is pushing the, the rocks out of the way, the pebbles out of the way. It's flowing through. What happens when you, when you get pushed this out of the way? There's not a dam anymore. You got the beavers to go somewhere else and more water starts flowing through. What happens? You know, the walls erode. The creek is going to start expanding. It's going to start getting bigger. More water starts coming through because you're allowing it to. It's coming in and it's coming out. It's flowing through you. It's going to continue. It's going to continue. It's going to turn into a great river. A great river. And once it's flowing as this great river, yeah, naturally rocks, some gold, some minerals, they're going to kind of get stuck to the riverbed. The more that you allow to flow through you as a channel, naturally you're also going to be taken care of. The more you'll have too. I mean, you're not doing it all just for yourself because we're trying to be givers here, but that's just the, that's just the way it works. It's just a universal truth. So what's so cool about this is we become a channel for good. And we allow it to come in and go out. And we're not hoarding. We're not holding on. We're reinvesting. We're reinvesting into our business. We're hiring new people. We're not contracting. We're not being afraid because we had some difficulties because of the external environments. And life, once this happens, life is like, hey, we've got a live one here. You know, this, we've got one here. Let's send as much as we can through this one over here. And life's going to send you energy and opportunities and love and, and more money and more wealth and all this. Yeah, because they, it knows that you're not going to squander it. You're not just going to hold on to it and go bury it in a treasure chest somewhere. You're going to keep, you're going to keep spreading it. Like you're fertile soil for life. And, and that's, that's really, that's really when you are embodying abundance. Okay. So maybe I lost some of you back whenever I talked about some of these things and you're like, no, I just, I live in the world of, of business and money, and pragmatism. So we're going to talk about this practically speaking, right? But all those concepts are so important, and if you didn't listen to them and really take heart to what I said, nothing's going to change for you. So it's definitely okay to save money. I don't want you to think that you have to, like, totally give out everything that comes in every single month, for example, right? So yes, yeah, you can have an auto withdrawal to your savings account, into an investment account, into a retirement account, and, like, it's okay to have some money, growing and, and and that's still actually circulating because whenever it's in an investment account for example it's being circulated and actually uh, helping a lot of people as you're making money off of that it's okay to do that but we're not overly hoarding everything okay um and and like for example back 10 years ago when i started my first school and i was doing pretty well and like the like the only thing i was doing was donating like 50 dollars a month to saint jude children's research hospital i mean of course i was helping my students and, and helping my team and all that but I, 
you know, now we're, for example, this year we're going to be able to donate over $10,000 in the GMAU. The goal is 12000 at the moment. Even that sounds so small. I know we can do way more, but we, last year we did, I think, like 6500 So we doubled this year with our amount of donations. And, and I'm very proud of that because I'm proud that I'm allowing myself to become more of a channel and not holding on all the time. And it, like I said, it's amazing because then things continue to grow when you do this. Um, but you also like reinvesting in yourself and your business. It's so, so important. Reinvest in yourself. You know, go to a conference, go to a new training, find a new teacher, hire a business coach, hire someone that will push you to the next level. Go and take private lessons in a new style you want to learn. Reinvest in your business. I mean, don't just be like, oh, you know, I already have everything. We have the mats. We have the build out. We did all this eight years ago. Every year at least. Make something new, nicer, refresh things, right? You know, don't be afraid of expansion. And what happens in a recession is that everyone starts to recede, right? They recede the amount of energy that they're putting out there. They're holding on. They're saving. They're not spending as much money anymore. Things are starting to contract. I want you to not allow external conditions to dictate what happens internally. It's those who continue to actually expand during a recession, for example. They come out of the recession on the other end way ahead because they realized that they have the opportunity to do that. They're in control of that. And there are ways to do that intelligently so that you don't like totally go bankrupt or something. But during a recession, are there still the same amount of people? There's still the same human capital. We have the same amount of land on this earth. We pretty much have the same amount of resources. Farms are still growing uh, crops. We still have animals. We still have energy. We still have all these things happening. It's just people have changed their mindset and they're like holding on even more than normal. So it, it cuts off circulation. That's really what happens. So how can you practice the state of being that is abundance? One is stop thinking about this lack of money and the overwhelm you have and the stress and you're not going to make it. And this, this is a really difficult one for me. This is one that you know, I've been running a business for most of my life, and it's so easy to be like, oh gosh, you know, revenue was down some, our expenses went up. On the personal side, we had all this stuff come up. We had to fix the air conditioner, car, you know, repair, $900, kids, all this stuff. I mean, we're literally, what are we going to do? You know, and you start tightening up, you know, we're going to go into spending freeze. And of course, you can have a budget. Of course, you shouldn't go crazy wasting money all the time. That's not what I'm talking about. But if you're overly thinking about the problem, you're fixating on the negative. When you fixate on the negative, it will continue to be your focus and your awareness, and that's not going to fix it. So focus on the positive things. What went well this month? What can you actually do right now? And have gratitude, right? Have gratitude for where you're at in your life. It might be a first world problem, per se, right? Quote, unquote, which are still problems, but you don't want to turn it totally negative. It's definitely going to cut off your, your flow and your state of being that is abundant is what I'm talking about. When you see someone that needs help, like give, even if it seems that you shouldn't. Like, as in, even if you, again, don't have that much money right now, or you feel like you're down to... Your last funds. If you can pull out $5 and give it to that person. If you can send 20 though. Maybe you can't send 200 but send 10 Send 20 Do something. Show that you're still wanting to help. There's still a flow for circulation. 
right? And be okay with buying yourself something nice, going to a great restaurant, you know, spending more than eight bucks on a meal, getting a t-shirt that costs, or, you know, jacket or something that costs more than $50. This one's really hard for me because I, I really don't, I, I grew up again in a certain way and I, I don't really buy stuff for myself hardly ever. I pretty much like to spend money on the business or investing and reinvesting and donating and helping people. But I've recently just tried to get better at that. Like if I go to a restaurant, it's really great food, great establishment, just giving thanks like, oh, this is awesome. Like you literally, again, it's circulation. Like that money is going to all these people involved, all the great farms that are providing this farm to table, like quality food or going to the servers and then going to the owners because they're proprietors that are creating a great experience. It's okay to do that. It's okay for that circulation to happen. You don't want to think about money as being spent. I just spent money or I just wasted money. That's really problematic because you're seeing it as something that was, first of all, kind of negative. You sort of have some sort of remorse around it. And that's not really what happens. It continues to get circulated onward. Just a little thing could be giving generous tips whenever you go out to eat or otherwise. And this kind of just leads to being generous in life. And, you know, another example, don't feel like you're getting, you're stuck with a tab if you're out with friends or out with your family, like grab the bill, cover it, you know, be with pride and just know that you're abundant. Know that you have pride and being able to do that, not in an egotistical, arrogant way, but it's just a practice that I'm recommending. Start donating regularly to some favorite charities. Start upping it. You know, maybe you've been doing 50 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month, whatever. Send 100 bucks twice a month now. Or, you know, look for opportunities to just go on GoFundMe every couple of weeks or whenever you feel like you're like yeah i'd love to to do something to help someone right now just find someone randomly that seems to match and that you'd love to help and 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 send some money their way um you know you can run a charity event at your school or within your business i'm doing something next week called challenge for charity it's going to be this really cool thing it's just a regularly scheduled class but during your regularly scheduled class we're going to do challenges you're going to have to try to hold the plank position for let's say more than two minutes or as many kicks as you can do in two minutes, and you, if you go over a hundred, we're going to do different challenges. And if a student completes a challenge or goes past the number, I'm going to give them this paper that says like ten dollars, and it's worth ten dollars for a charity. And so at the end of the day, we're going to hope, hopefully, you know, raise over at least over five hundred dollars from my my small student base and my small private academy. And it's going to be this cool thing because they're going to be pushing themselves, challenging themselves in the physical and the mental in ways they've never done before so that they can actually help these other people. It's just it's just an idea. There are lots of ways you could do things like this. And of course, that's literally the school doing all the donations. But you could also get your students involved, do something like a kickathon, where you have them go around and get people to pledge a certain amount of money for each kick that they kick in that two-minute period, and then they collect the money afterwards, etc. Just ideas. But again, you're becoming a channel for good. So how can we stop the scarcity mindset? For one, stop holding on to information and your gifts to the world, like stop holding on to it. Whether it be specialized knowledge or something else, like give it away and see what happens. Like last night I was at a group that I run called Leaders of Light and there's a guy in there and he is um, he's an engineer and he has a lot of specialized knowledge and he's very bright and he's written so many articles and documents and I'm like, oh awesome, what is this? Is this in a book or is this a blog? He's like, no, 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 it's just in like Google Drive. And I was like, you have so much, you have so much that could help so many people. And 
again, if it's not like company trade secrets or something, like put it out there, like write, create a blog, publish all of this. You're going to be amazed. First of all, you're going to help all these people. You're going to help other people in the same situations as you, which is so cool. And then secondly, you don't know what will happen. You might have some other person, some other engineer that's like, wow, this is amazing. You're impressive. And they hire you for a way better job or you end up meeting other people and you end up starting a company together or you end up being invited to be a speaker. These things snowball for you because you didn't hold on to your time, talents, and your treasure. And stop thinking that you're competing against the people down the street. That if you don't do this or that, they'll overtake you. You'll be out of business. If you're not just like them, if you don't have as much students as them, you're going to go down the drain. Like, you be you. You do you. Be authentic. You know, don't hold back. Do things the right way. Um, but stop comparing yourself to other people. Another really, really important one here is forgiving someone in your family or in your life that taught you this mindset or that withheld you from what you wanted. So, for example, I could easily have this sort of resentment towards my parents for, oh, you never did this for me, all the other kids. Of course, when I was a kid, I had some challenges with it sometimes. The other kids were getting a video game, and they got this, they got all these Christmas presents, and they did all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, this isn't fair. Uh, of course, growing up, I'm just very grateful and thankful, but you want to make sure you don't have some sort of um, dark air or dark, bad energy, I guess, in between you and someone else that you haven't forgiven yet. So forgive them actually talking to them about it, just clearing the air, or forgiving yourself for holding on to something. Because remember, when you haven't forgiven someone, the only person you're holding prisoner is yourself. So for the question of the day, it is how can I be different from the school down the street? So just a second ago I mentioned, don't worry so much about your competition, and I don't want you to. But it is important to be different, okay? Different is so much better than, than better, actually. So for one, be the best at one thing. And I mentioned this before, but don't just be a, a general, like generic place like ABC martial arts. We teach the whole family. We teach all these different martial arts styles. It's great for fitness. It's great for self-defense. It's great for ages 4 through 94. You're trying to do everything for everyone, and you're going to kind of suck at most of it. So be really, really, really good at one thing. So you're the best school in town, like for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for kids. Or you're the go-to place for personal development for ages 5 through 12. I mean, your character development program, the special events you do, the way you run your classes, like it's all aligned. Your marketing, your branding, who you are as a person and, and your team, it's all around that. Or maybe incredible fitness results. Or more of like an adult community that's focused on MMA or something like this. But you really, really want to make sure that you're the best at one thing. Something else is creating a true community. A really great martial arts school when it's thriving. It's like, it's like a church. And you want that type of community. It can be done clearly in the way you're running your classes. And you're actually taking the time to get to know families and parents and everyone, everyone who walks in the door. They're always greeted and just spoken to. You can do an online group, like an online Facebook group as well, to keep it going in the week whenever they're not at class. You can do a monthly meetup, for example, especially if you have a lot of adult students. Every last Saturday of the month, the whole adult crew goes out and does something together. They all go paddleboarding, or they all go to paintball, or I don't know, something that makes it a real community, right? Um, same thing for your kids, your youth students. Do special events that gets everyone together. Make it a real community where people feel like 
they have their home, they have their school, they have their church, they have their their martial arts school. Or maybe they don't even have a church, or maybe they don't have a school. So this is going to be a really important community for them. Another idea is doing a student appreciation day or parent appreciation day. I mentioned this because I'm about to do one next month. And I've done this before in the past. I have a kids-only school, so it's going to be a parent appreciation day. I'm going to have a massage therapist there. There's going to be a really nice um, you know, spread of snacks and different things. It's just going to be a cool experience because it's going to be so different. They usually just come in and they watch class and they go home and they have a good experience. But um, totally appreciating the parents. You can do something like this. I would recommend doing it you know, once a year at least. And most schools down the street are not doing something like this. So it really separates you that you're actually taking the time to realize, hey, I really appreciate you guys being a part of this. I really want to just thank you. And I mean, honestly, think about it. Like if you charge, let's say, $150 a month and they're with you for, um, you know, three years or something plus testing fees and buying equipment, you, you have somebody who spends like five, $6,000 with you at your school. Like it's okay to appreciate them and create a special experience for them, right? For people that are that invested into what you do. Of course, having an instructor team that is very well trained. Ideally, they're all CMAT certified martial arts teachers and that has a great synergy. They have, there's a good culture. The team really knows what they're doing. They can have different skill sets and different personalities, but they all fit within the culture of what you're doing. Presenting a clean, organized, and comfortable facility is clearly really important. I don't want to have to mention that, but I will because it still can separate you. Um, again, reinvesting in that, adding some new types of equipment over a, 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 a few years later, or um, you know, getting some new furniture for the the lobby or something like that. Having a completely cohesive brand, this is important. So the way your website looks, social media, the way you are within your school, the way it's all presented, it's all cohesive and it's all real and it's all. It's actually authentic, okay? You're not just making all it up to make it look like you can sell more and, and, and enroll more students or something. And actually get your students the results that they signed up for. That's obvious, but incredibly important. If you're getting them their results and you're checking in to make sure that's actually happening through doing something like progress checks at least once a year with your students, getting to meet with them one-on-one, -on -one, and seeing where they're at, making sure they're still on track for their goals or if they have any new goals that have arisen, and then broadcasting this to the world, asking them to write reviews on Google or Facebook or having a video testimonial made, you know, telling their story at a graduation event in front of a couple hundred people that came to attend. This is social proof. It's incredibly powerful. It's taking the time to make sure you know that they're actually reaching their goals and that you're asking them to broadcast it or you're making a way to broadcast this to the world around you because then you don't have to work so hard. You're not having to do crazy marketing schemes because you're changing lives. And you're, then you're telling everyone about how you did it and your school is going to be full. It's pretty much that simple. And uh, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. It's very meaningful and important to me. I want you to really take some time to allow it to uh, absorb into you. Um, but become abundant now, okay? A lot of times people think, like, oh, yeah, once I hit this certain goal, once I have more money, I'm going to start giving, I'm going to start helping. It doesn't work that way. You're never going to get there. Like, you can't wait till to start doing that. You embody it now. Even if you have, like, $50, even if you're just starting, you're still giving. You're, you're abundant. You know you're taken care of. You know everything's going to be taken care of for you. 
So if you have any questions for me, you can send them in. I'd love to answer them in a future episode. And as always, keep training, keep learning, and keep spreading abundance.